Price here to uh, to give you your market talk. Uh, today, I'm joined with Ian Kessler of SoundAg. Ian, how you doing? Good, good, Ben. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Sitting here on a beautiful Monday afternoon, um, you know, markets moving around. A lot of it has to do with the weather. But, uh, Ian, I want you to talk about a little bit more about yourself, kind of what, what you do and how you got into the industry. All right. Yeah, I'm Ian Kessler. Uh, I'm born and raised on a farm in kind of South Central Illinois. Um, kind of jumped around a little bit, a few different organizations, uh, currently with Sound Agriculture. Um, so we've got a new efficiency product that can help, um, you know, offset some nitrogen um, inputs and, and phosphorus inputs as well as, you know, kind of help us one of things um, as far as, you know, crop development and things like that. So anyway, I uh, travel state of Illinois and, and the eastern little bit of Missouri um, for them, working with growers and dealers and setting up and managing trials and, and getting out in the fields and kind of seeing what all's going on and, and helping with questions and, and work around that. So awesome. That's my, that's my 30 seconds. <laughs> hey, that's great. So you mentioned that you had a farm, uh, grew up on a family farm uh, in central Illinois. Is that right? Uh, South central Illinois. Yeah. Okay. All right. So were you guys, uh, you know, mostly grain producers? Do you guys have some livestock? What did you guys focus on? Um, at least, you know, maybe it's changed over the years, but uh, most recently, what are you guys working on? Um, yeah, mainly grain. So um, I actually, uh, I live about two hours from where I grew up. Um, I'm over um, on the western side of the state now, um, but I do farm with my uh, my wife and father-in-law. So um, corn and beans, a few cattle, a little bit of wheat. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah, a lot of our a lot of listeners here, um, mostly producers, some guys just like listening in, see if they can get some input too, uh, you know, a little bit outside the market. So that's kind of why we're happy to have you here. And it's fantastic that you're actually based in Illinois because uh, so are we. You know, we're, you know, just north of Chicago here by about 35, 40 miles. So, um, I mean, let's get right into it. I mean, obviously right now, um, specifically, you know, the, the, the eastern corn belt um, is looking a little rough. We haven't got too much rain. Um, weather temperatures have been all right, but um, as an agronomist, have you been out in the fields at all, or have you have just been hearing um, from some of your customers as to how things are looking? Yeah, I mean, so it's it's well, especially today. Um, we, uh, you know, we're coming out of a rain event here over the weekend where some folks got blessed with some substantial rainfall, but a lot of people didn't. Um, but kind of going into that, you know, it's really dry. It's really dry out there. Um, you know, drought stress is definitely taking effect. You know, luckily we're on the earlier end of the growing season um, to where the effect of that on total yield is less than it would be if it's later. But uh, still, um, yeah, still it's definitely, it's definitely a story of the haves and have nots this year. I mean, I, I know up by us, you know, we got it was kind of misting all day. But you talk to someone, you know, a little bit further west or south, it, it seems like, you know, they could have gotten – you know, in half half an inch or so, which is almost, it seems like what you need right now, just to kind of get you through the next week or so. So, I mean, at, at what point um, does, you know, it being so dry for so long, like you said, it's, it's early on in the growing season. Is there sort of a cutoff um, as to where, you know, the corn and beans can withstand some of this? And, you know, after a certain point, does it become scary and that reality of, of having the, the lower yields really start kicking in? So you, if you look at where we're at now with, with kind of how this corn crop's coming along in the state, um, some of our um, our earlier corn that's that's you know in that V eight to V eleven kind of timeline that is uh, um, those 
our drought effects now are, are, you know, could be starting to kind of limit the total number of potential kernels on that on each year. Um, yeah. You know, all that's that process kind of starts, you know, within the plan of how, you know, what the potential is starts in that V3 to V6 um, or excuse me. V5 to V7 kind of timeline where we're, we're forming how many, how many rows around and, and, and how many uh, kernels along that year is going to be. So the majority of the corn in Illinois is, uh, is determining that right now in okay. some pretty heavy drought stress. Got it. All right. So, I mean, outside of Illinois, I mean, right. I mean, I states obviously are the large producers, um, you know, tend to have fairly decent yields. But you look at um, even the report uh, that came out last week, I think it was, what, 64 uh, percent. Maybe I'm wrong. Good to excellent ratings. And we should be getting another one here this afternoon. So, I mean, as an agronomist, do you look at those good to excellent ratings or those weekly uh, crop reports at all or do you guys kind of have a, a head on that and kind of put you kind of get an idea as to where that what that's going to look like before the report comes out i mean we've we probably have a pretty good idea i mean going into <laughs> it just the amount of boots we've got you know out in the field that are that are checking stuff out and i mean i i do think it's an accurate number okay what we're seeing you know and that's okay. those are those are lower numbers we've seen in several years so all right so, in other words, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but you're expecting the yields to be fairly tight, or do you think there's still a little bit of time left before you can really start saying we could be looking at some yield loss here? I mean, I, I think I think we've probably seen some yield loss already. Okay. I don't. I mean, I, I, it's far too early for me to say that it's dramatic yet, but okay. the the potential is there. You know, if if this hangs on, you know, you know we're looking at in all the eastern corn belt, looking at you know reduced you know subsoil moisture you know that, that's that takes some pretty substantial rainfall to make up for okay all right and uh, when you talk about the drought you know we have had in the past i mean we've had some pretty dry summers in the past but i mean soil moisture right i mean how well would you say for the corn belt or even the fringe uh you know fringe acres you know let's say we go to southeast or further south i mean they've gotten some decent rains down there so i mean would you say a certain area's soil holds its moil uh, holds its moisture uh better than others and you know specifically looking at the corn belt here what do you think about that I mean, there's no doubt soil properties make a big difference on, on how much soil, how much soil water it's able to hold. Um, you know, and as you get farther south, it's 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 hotter, so you know they lose some more that way too. Also, um, so I mean, it's a, a whole wide range of things. It's it's uh, I guess um, like everything else, really varied. Of, of, of you know, <laughs> thing, you're telling me there's not one answer to this whole problem? No, I know that's every <laughs> every answer I ever have to give is there's not one answer. <laughs> Tell me about it. I'm the same way. There's a lot of caveats that go around. There's nothing's just simply bullish or bearish. Yeah, you know? I'm bullish every time I said but in an answer. Yeah, exactly. You got to cover your you you got to cover your back end somehow. You know, gotcha. and uh, and I mean I'm I'm sure your job is no different. So that's that's great. And um, I mean looking. Looking to, um, you know, obviously, we, you know, the, the, the big three crops, corn, beans, wheat, we grow that a lot around here. But, I mean, as Sound Ag, are you guys solely based in the Midwest or are you guys around the country? And do you have, uh, as you mentioned, boots on the ground? Are they, are they around uh, in those, um, you know, the, the, the East Coast and the South where we, you know, tend to grow a little bit more cotton and, and not so much of the corn and beans? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're based um – Pretty well, our crops are grown in the U.S. We've got we've got a you know, an agronomy team that, that covers all that. We've got a sales team also. We've got dealers all over. Um, so you know we're able to we're covering a pretty large swath of of the U.S. 
Okay. And, and you personally, have you been out to see any of these fields um, yourself? I mean, had to some of your customers at all and have you seen it firsthand? Oh yeah. Yep. So it's uh yeah, there's, there's drought stress in a lot of places. I mean, my area in particular is, is, is you know, pretty well, pretty well. All of my area is experienced some, some sort of drought stress right now. Okay. All right. And, um, I mean, like you said, it's too early for you to really get an understanding of you're sure there's, there's some, there's some yield loss out there, but how substantial is yet to be determined. Um, when you're talking with your farmers, I mean, is there, do you have a certain deadline or a certain date where you guys got to start, you know, you can, you can get a better idea. I mean, obviously when you, the, the crop tours is, is probably, you know, the easiest way, but, um, I mean, a little bit earlier than that, I mean, can you get a general idea as to what, what that might look like just by looking at it? Or do you have to be looking taking some um, tests or some samples from from the crop to get a better idea, a more accurate assumption as to what their yield might be? Um, I mean, really what when it's going to become really detrimental to yield is if we if we continue this dry pattern and stay dry through pollination, um, mm-hmm. I think that's whenever that's whenever some really ugly things to start happening. Right. Um, okay. This crop yield. Yeah, pollination is a big one, and that's going to be coming up here soon. I mean, I, I, in our area specifically, I mean, we haven't gotten a substantial amount of rain in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I've ta- been talking to my customers, and, you know, I, pollination was brought up a lot today. It's that, you know, it's looking rough now, and you can tell that just, like you said, by looking at it. But also when you get the, these uh, crop rating reports, that tends to be something that, you know, really gets the markets moving around quite a bit. And, um, you know, a conversation that was had was, you know, if, if we're dry right now, it's, you know, it's not ideal. But like you said, getting, getting through that pollination period. So we're looking towards the end of the month or the beginning of July um, for, you know, depending on when the crop was put in the ground. But uh, we had such an early planting, you know, it's dry right now. It's kind of getting t- to its last leg. I just want to make sure I'm telling my customers the right thing here. So yeah. I'm not sounding off the wall. No, I mean, yeah, you're correct. I mean, if you think about it this way, so like we were where where my family's farm is at, um, we were dry to start with. We had two tenths of rain yesterday, so that mm-hmm. was that was all we got out of out of out of, out of the rain event. Um, so we've got a lot of like V8 to V10 corn, and like on an average a day, that corn crop could use all of that rain we got in one day. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, it's whatever, two o'clock in the afternoon, we're recording this. And I, and I, I walked outside before, uh, before we got on here and, and, you know, we're already, I can't tell that it rained yesterday if I, if I walk in my cornfields. So. Couldn't really tell yesterday afternoon after it stopped raining by us. Well, like, the sun didn't come out or I think it would have been blowing <laughs> dust by dark last night. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's, I've, we're seeing the same stuff around here too. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it seems to be one of those years where it's, it's starting off a little rough. Um, you know, we didn't really, it wasn't an awful planting, but, you know, looking forward, I just think uh, we need to be getting careful here. And I mean, as an agronomist, and I don't know if Sound Ag has any specific products in general, but I mean, do you have any tips or you, do you have any advice for some farmers out there right now with, you know, questioning, you know, what, what exactly they should be doing with the lack of rain and their current state of, of crop growth right now? Right. So, well, we do have a, have a product that, that does have some, some, uh, some characteristics around it that, that are, you know, help kind of mitigate some stress and stuff. So, um, our product's called Source. We've got a, a corn product, bean product. Um, you know, we've also kind of expanded out this year into wheat, cotton, uh, grass, and alfalfa. Um, but, what it does is um, it 
activates the microbes that are already in the soil. So um, you take what's already native to your soil and, and just kind of, and we'll kick it up into overdrive. So there's a couple hundred different species of, of bacteria that are capable of fixing nitrogen. Uh, and so we have activity in about two thirds of those, but kind of the insulated benefit when it comes to kind of dry weather like this is, you know, when we applied early in the year, like with our post herbicide pass and we're fully applied. So, um, you know, it's still an option to be able to use it right now. Um, it, it kind of helps kick that plant health game into overdrive a little bit too. So we see increased root masses. Um, we see, you know, and from that, we're seeing a lot of more than just nitrogen, other fertility uh, elements being able to be brought into the plant. Um, so you take like, like potassium, for example, is, is, you know, it takes water to get, to get potassium into a plant. Um, but if you've got enough root mass, you can still access that, um, you know, with less water. So, right. you know, is one of those weird ones whenever it gets dry like this, it, it, uh, so the drier it gets, the harder it is to get the potassium into the plant. But at the same time, potassium is critical for the function of the stomates that close up to keep their water loss mm-hmm. lower. So you know, when you see the corn leaves roll and the, they're closing the stomates, um, to keep water loss lower and, you know, we can't get potassium in the plant to be able to do that. So they roll slower. So you lose more water, even though you're drier. So, um, yeah, a little agronomy fun fact for the day. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. Take note. Um, something else that's been kind of the talk early on, especially around this uh, Russia-Ukraine war, uh, is the input costs going up. You know, fertilizer and chemicals all, all going through the roof. Have you been seeing a lot of your farmers uh, still having that issue of, of the high input costs? Or um, is this source a different way to kind of go about that so you don't have to, um, you know, pay as much? I mean, I, I you know, just with based on input costs, recently i mean it, it they've it seems like they've leveled off but for a while there they were going up pretty quick yeah i mean it, yeah, it seems that the two have leveled off a little bit maybe even come off the high some mm-hmm. um, but you know you look at source and, and kind of our our analogy is is sources 25 pounds of nitrogen and 25 pounds of phosphorus okay. um you know so that the nitrogen is is you know is fixed out of out of the atmosphere you know same as as uh you know some of these kind of um, the process we're used to. Um, so it's fixed out of, out of the air. Um, the phosphorus is that piece really is about, you know, getting full access to the phosphorus in your soil. You know, there can be thousands of pounds of phosphorus per acre in the soil. That's not plant available. You know, the thing about sources being able to use the microbes in your soil to, to access that. Right. Okay. So it gives you a little bit more growth, a little bit more opportunity there, yep. giving your cramp, uh, crop a little bit more um you know versatility when it comes to being able to get all the nutrients it needs inside of it awesome okay all right i see i'm learning a little bit about it too you know i'm just i'm just a broker over here and i I like doing this podcast for a little bit of fun to have conversations because i learn things too so and i appreciate that i you know my farmers i'm sure you know know a lot more about farming than i do but when it comes to looking at markets hopefully i can give a little bit of a of an upper hand on that one but um i mean uh just so i mean just so to wrap things up here uh, pretty quick it's just you know we got it is dry for the most of, of the growing area i mean you mentioned it you know it's didn't rain that much here just the past few weeks but i mean looking at in, in may uh i think you know around nebraska the the eastern part of nebraska you know they got very little rain if any at all you know the good thing is they have pivots but at the same time right. this is a this is a widespread issue, you know, and you can only take so much groundwater out of the ground before, you know, you start getting running into other issues as well. So, uh, you know, really the, the, the deadline you're looking at is, is pollination 
and you know whether or not the crop looks good before then you know it, it has time it has time to, to look a little bit better if we get to continued uh hot and dry uh dry growing conditions early on in the season is that right 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 i mean yeah i'm i you know that 181 number or, or whatever we're looking at may be out of the question but um there's there's still time to to raise a, a decent corn crop the eastern corn belt um with the weather changes around but uh Perfect. i think we i think we might have taken that a little bit of the high out of it i really okay. do the top end top, top end's been cut off a little bit understandable and you know if we can get that you know what i think you said 181 is that uh, is, is the is the yield number that everyone's shooting for it might be a little less but you know at the end of the day you know i think you know with the amount of acres we've planted it, it might come out all right come the end of the year when we get in the fields uh, in the fall and we come to harvest so but, uh, you know, Ian, I wanted to thank you for being on here. This is awesome. I learned a lot. Hopefully uh, you were able to uh, speak your <laughs> stay on your soapbox a little bit, get, get, get yourself out there, you know, uh, and, you know, I'm sure our listeners really appreciate it. So uh, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, what is the best way to do that? If they got any questions about Sound Ag, how should they go about that? Um, so you can you can uh, yeah get on sound.ag. Um, so that, that's our website. Um, there's, there's links to others. We've got, uh, you know, all of our product sheets and stuff on there. Um, you know, you can, you can click a button and get in contact with, uh, you know, the sales or agronomy team in your area. So, um, that would be the place I started, you know, sounds on Facebook and on, on all this other social media stuff too, Twitter. So, um, yeah, check us out on there and, uh, we're more than happy to talk to you. Awesome. All right, everyone. Again, this is Ben Bryce here, uh, finishing off the market talk for today. Um, check us out online, allendale-inc.com. Give us a call, 1-800-2-MARKET. That's 1-800-262-7538. We've got a conference coming up here in July. And uh, definitely, like we talked about today, I think a lot of it's going to be at what stage um, are we going to be looking at this crop to be um, you know, rallying the markets with a little bit less yield? Or uh, is it going to be okay, depending on how the weather looks uh, over over the next few weeks. So Ian, thank you very much. Everyone have a good one. Thank you.